check Just got word from my man's on the island He said he needed guidance Niggas on the streets is riling He looked to God but can't find him So he demands silence from the glance signs The sympathy, sympathy Only thing plain is demand violence No lying, niggas just won't let go They iron, they wanna burn your molecules Until you let go irons Treat beef like they let go lions So don't iron, they get the wrong message Wrong methods put you on that long stretcher Too much pressure, God bless you When they send me wet ya They told me more dress up, I'm giving too many Many lectures, and I'm putting in too many effort in my nouns and verbs like they gon' catch up. Fuck what you must turn. But I done puffed enough herd to be listening to young birds and dumb nerds. I got enough shit on my mind, so I don't need to be stressing the shot. Fine. One day I'm trying to have a wife and kids, so I just can't live my life like this. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio Hot Tag. Podcast collaboration show company. I'm your host Jake Ad Morris. Along with me is Shaheen. I lost some words in there. What's going on, bro? Corporation, fucking yeah, man. Trade, all kinds of shit. Yeah, we're all over, man. We're a company now. Yes, yes, sir. Ever since, um, the um, fuck, what the fuck's his name? Jesus Christ, I Death, forget. Deathmatch Russell. Deathmatch Russell decided that he hated our company. We became a company. So, yeah. Yeah, yes. I remember him saying "fuck that company." And I was like, "Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize we're a company." We've been a company ever since. We have been a company ever since. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Thank you, uh, David Russell, for making us a company. Good company. You just added to our intro. Yeah, so. exactly. So what's going on, bro? I mean, you got you fucking your health is failing. I don't know how many weeks we got left doing this. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we might as well get it in while we can. Yeah, I might be dead in a few weeks. I don't. Know. I don't know if I'll make it to 2018. To be honest, with you. I don't know. <laughs> For people that don't know, my fucking knee is the size of a bowling ball, and I have a hernia, so basically my fucking, my, uh, my intestines are, like, in my balls, so. Yeah. Great, great time, yeah, great time. I mean, I got a headache, but nothing, nothing, uh, that compares to what you got going on. Dude, you know what sucks? I had, like, insurance for, like, eight years straight, too, never got checked out. The month I stop having insurance, just all shit just goes down, just fucking hell. Yeah, it's that's wild. I don't I don't know what the fuck's going on with you, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. I have no idea. I mean, I've gotten these things in my knee before. They're called Baker cysts. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a cyst in the back of your knee. But uh, I've let it go for like two and a half months now. I've just been dealing with the pain. So I think I'm pretty sure it's just infected now. So why why do they call it Baker cyst? Is I it some fucking yeast involved thing, or is it like a fucking thing? Or I don't know. What do bakers do to get their knees banged up? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, the term no. bakers. I, don't, I really don't know. It's a, it's a pretty common thing. A lot of people get them. Uh, I get it a lot more than normal people because I've had it three times in the last year and a half, which is fucking crazy. I never had it before. And then uh, I just started fucking... I've been having some weird shit in the past years, man. I got like Lyme disease twice from walking the dogs. And that was fucking yeah. brutal because I didn't know what it was, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was getting joint joint pain and it would travel from like my shoulder to like my ankle then i would get lockjaw where i couldn't talk for like two days yeah dude and it was just like bone ache all over the place so i would steal my grandma's like arthritis medicine and i was like popping those and it was working and i was like fuck man i got arthritis at 28 (laughs) at the time i was 28 and then uh when i got checked out my doctor's like i'm pretty sure you got lyme disease dude you say it's traveled from bone to bone i was like yep he's like yeah dude you got lyme disease how long have you had it i was like yeah i don't know like eight months he's like you're out of your fucking mind dude he's like i don't Yeah, my doctor thinks I'm the biggest moron because, like, every time I go there, I'm like, yeah, dude, I've had this for, like, three months. He's like, yeah, most people come in the next day, dude. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) because this is not normal, you know? 
Especially yeah. with MRSA, dude. I mean, you were familiar with MRSA through, you know, CM Punk and shit. Everybody heard about it. But, dude, that yeah. shit was no fucking joke. Hands down the worst fucking pain I've ever... I, like, I legit just wanted to die. Like, if I if I died that moment, I would have been like, ah, fuck it. It's, it's fine. It's, it's not worth it. You know? And that yeah. shit, dude, I had that for, like, probably a good two weeks. And MRSA is like, uh, like you can die like, like pretty, oh, pretty yeah. quickly, you know? And uh, I lost all my fingernails. What the fuck? Yeah. From that shit? Yeah, yeah. And I think I actually got, I think I got it at TOD. Because it happened right after TOD. And um, yeah. before the show, I was taking some pictures and stuff. And I touched the canvas. And uh, I bite my nails. So I'm guessing I got a staph infection from the canvas. Um, and then it just Jeez. spread from nail to nail. And it took like three months for all the nails to fall off. So I had to like wear gloves. And it was just fucking brutal. And so the other you, time, yeah. You pretty much bled for CZW. I, I did. I bled, bled more. CZ, you know? <laughs> I got more injuries for CZW than fucking Austin Aries. I could tell you that. And Jesse McKay. Yeah, whoever the fuck that is, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, and then all the time I had it was in my uh, knee and my thigh. and I, I, I mean, if you look at my back, it looks like I got shot because there's all these, like, like, holes that look like bullet wounds, but they're all from America. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, dude, that shit is, uh, shit's no fucking joke. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Um, yeah, I don't know, baker cyst. I don't know, maybe to bending down to get the fucking cookies out of the oven. Yeah, I don't know. All right, no, it was Stephen Baker, the touchdown maker. Maybe you call it like bad knee shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where baker cyst would even come from. Yeah, uh, I think I think a lot of that is uh, hereditary. But I think you know me, just being in restaurant business and doing retail and shit, that probably doesn't help it either. You know, so not a good combination, to say the least. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Especially if you're running a family business, you know, my, my family had restaurants when I was like very young, so everything was done through us, so all the shopping and stuff, we didn't have like a food truck come by and like drop shit off, you know, we're like old school, we'd go and pick up the shit and bring it back, and that was like my job, so I, you know, imagine all that, you know, feeding five <laughs> different cafes, it's uh, pretty fucking brutal, so. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right, well, let's talk. Let's talk some wrestling, man. We got uh, some right. fucking some fucking weird topics to get into tonight. Uh, which one yeah. do you want to start out with? You want to start out with the bang, or you want to save that for last? Nah, let's save that for last because yeah, that's an extensive that topic. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about Nick Gage. Nick Gage got a couple topics here. We can probably segue yeah. from from one topic to another. Yeah, um, man. Nick Gage uh, apparently showed up at Chikara, man. What happened with this? Because I didn't even know about this until you uh, you mentioned it. Yeah, no idea. I mean, he just showed up at Chikara, said, "Yeah, I'm fucking here, fuck shit up." Yeah, and you know, people are posting, "I can't believe Nick Gage is fucking showed up in Chikara just now," and all this, and uh, yeah, just just unexpected. But it's really funny to me because if Nick Gage winds up in Chikara and CZW can't get him on Cage of Death, I mean, I mean, time will tell. We'll figure out whether he shows up at Cage of Death or not. He's really branched out as far as popping up a bunch of other places. So. Me personally, I would expect him to pop up a cage of death, but you know, I could very easily be wrong. I'm more or less hoping for that for the better of CZW and you know, for I mean that's a place you want to see him wrestling, whether he's, you know, at home in GCW or not, you know, still be a place he at least fucking stops by. I I don't see Gage showing up at Cage of Death, to be honest with you, man. No. I think um I don't know, with Gage is it's it's very weird because like you'll see him at shows you know, like at CZW shows, he, he's hanging out in the parking lot. So it's not like, I don't think he has like any heat with them or anything to the point like he can't show up at shows. Obviously, like he, he mentioned on the interview that we did with him that he's, you know, obviously all the time in the locker room with the guys and hanging out and shit like that. And DJ's always said, you know, the doors are open. I just think, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if it's like the Lauderdale situation where it's like, you know, game changer, like that's your home, you know, stay away from CZW. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if it's the case of um, it's kind of probably depressing to him to go to the locker room and see see the way it is now. Um, I, I could see that like being the case for me. So you, you spend a decade and a half or whatever the fuck in a company that that was, you know, like a family and you bled for that, actually bled for that family and you know, almost died for that family, literally. Uh, so he's a guy that actually bled CCW. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, he's walking through Jakarta locker rooms with fucking ice cream cones and shit. It's, I mean, comfort in the locker room. I, yeah, I, but Jakarta was always like it. that. Yeah, that was yeah. never always like that, though. You know, it's it's harder to walk through CCW and see fucking championship from from Hollywood guys, and it's like, who the fuck is this guy? I, you know. I guess, but he was the type of motherfucker to put people in check. And back in the days, you know, he'd belly up in the ring with those guys and show them who the fuck. You know, who who laid the fucking ground in CZW? So Masada. But, yeah, I mean, if anything, I would think you know that would be like fucking a playground for him. He'd walk in and be like, "Wait till I show these motherfuckers," you know, what CZW was. You know, like I, I don't know. I don't see him just going like, "Ah, I'm all set on this." I don't know. Right, but I I don't think they're gonna allow him to do that. That's probably why he doesn't want to go back. If if that was the case where he was given you know creative freedom to do whatever the fuck he wants, use whatever weapons he wants, and do, yeah, I think he would be back. I think it's just a case of DJ probably wants him to go out there and wrestle like David Starr or Sammy Callahan or JT Dunn and you know have regular matches and not use light tubes and and all well, that stuff. I mean, he just wrestled David Starr today, so I don't I don't know that that's. Right, but that match, either. Yeah, but that match is going to be different than what you would see in CZW, though. I, I guess. You know, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I just think with CZW with him is is different. You know, again, I don't, I don't know. I didn't talk to the dude about it, but yeah, we'll see. I, I don't, I don't see him though. Do you, you actually see him showing up at Cage of Death? If I had to guess, I, I would put my money on that. Okay. Honestly, I and again, like I could be completely wrong. I don't know shit about the dude as far as you know, personal or his plans or his, you know, his his ties to saying like, nah, fuck them straight up or, or I, I don't know. I just think that if they're gonna pull strings to make that shit happen, I would think Cage of Death would be the time to do it. Yeah, well, because even if it's even if it's a one time deal and it's not like we have a monthly one time would be that Cage of Death. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to advertise that though? You know, like instead of Tim Storm, that's. No, because you know the uncertainty with his past and all of that shit. DJ, you know, kind of got fucked on that last time they were building to Tremont Gage, and then he got locked back up. So, I mean, even on DJ's side of things, he's he's already you know he's put stock in this bullshit fucking card he's building, and I think he's comfortable with that. Weirdly comfortable with that. I'm not saying he should be, but um, I think you know Gage to pop up as a surprise blows the fucking roof off. I don't know. I just I'm trying to play devil's advocate somewhat, but well, see, I would agree with you if um, Gage wasn't frequently seen in the CZW locker room because if you see Gage nowadays, you can clearly tell the dude is sober. Like you look at him in his eyes, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. this, this guy's sober. He's he's fine. And you know, I've been in the in the parking lot with him, you know, smoking next to him or drinking, and he, he's never asked for like you know right. anything. I can tell the dude's just sober. You can tell he's focused, you know. So I think I don't I don't think DJ is like doubting his. His ability to to stay clear headed or anything like that, I think it's uh, I think it's just a case of just probably bitterness, and especially with them opening the compound next to Dojo, I don't I don't think that's gonna be, you know, because dude, that's a shot. I don't give a shit what anybody says, man. People are saying that they're all oh, they're have a good working relation. I, 
I don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> Somebody who opens up shop next to me and basically tries to put me out of business, I don't think we're friendly. I'm sure DJ sat down with the management, <laughs> sure. and sure. they came to an agreement where working in the same fucking parking lot would be perfectly comfortable. Yeah, over chicken nuggets, according to him. <laughs> yes, you know, just sat down. Yeah. Apparently, he gets know. that question a lot, because uh, when we're off the air, I was like, yeah, dude, I mean, you know, this is going to be pretty brutal. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're going to ask me how many chicken nuggets I eat and all that. And That's like, just like, it's a running thing, and he thinks it's funny at this point, because it was like, that was a running joke ten fucking years ago. How many that, chicken you know, nuggets? Yeah, so because there was a point where he ate like a fucking 25-piece, and like all the fucking guys who were with him all laughed about it and made it like a thing that was well-known, like on the internet and shoot interviews. <laughs> like, this dude ate a 25-piece chicken nugget. And it was like a thing, and it was a running thing, and... um. He thinks that's the funniest thing. Little does he realize that every single day that we see him is funny. But, um, you know, his gym selfies, the the one he just posted with some chick over in um, wherever he's at, yeah. saying that, like, Holland. I can't wait to see her back in the United States just looking like a mark. Like, it's ridiculous. He looks like a creep. And uh, we all laugh. We share his pictures and we laugh yeah. maniacally. It reminds me of uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, well... I don't know if you get that reference, but Mick Foley is very creepy nowadays with women. Uh, is he? Yeah. He, he like, dude, I was at this, uh, I went to the first, like, NXT, like, house show that they had uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And, um, you know, this is back when, like, like Owens was on NXT and Sammy and all those guys. But uh, Foley shows up. It, it was at the Tower Theater on 69th Street in Philly for people that, that went to the show. This is the one that I'm referring to. So Foley is there, misses all the matches. Comes out for, like, fucking, like, Emma versus, like, I, I don't even know who the fuck was on the card because that's my piss break. But Foley is there. Dude, I am telling you, like, like he is fucking, like, like you see Captain Dave, like, how excited he is. <laughs> Mick Foley was the Captain Dave of that night, you know? Like, full force just into it, just, just marking out, clapping, just fucking, just screaming so loud. He's spitting on the next person in front. It's just fucking, and I'm just looking at him like, wow, this is... This is Cactus Jack. This is this was like one of my favorite wrestlers. This guy's a fucking mark now. Like, yeah, it's kind of sad. And he only does it with women. Like he and he's he's not even like into them as far as like he's not attracted to them or anything. He's one of those guys that's like, oh, let's fight for women's wrestling. Like it's like, oh, dude, yeah, it's great and all, but that gets him in the good graces. And I feel like that's the same fucking reason that DJ does what he does with the women's wrestling. Well, he shut down. Uh, WSU, didn't he? Huh? WSU? Didn't they shut down or something? Did they? No, somebody was saying that a couple of days ago. I wouldn't know if they were running, shut down, fucking thriving, dying. I wouldn't know anything about it. Like, occasionally they run the doubleheaders, and then I know, like, oh, okay, there. You know, I honestly, I wouldn't doubt that because you would think that Cage of Death would be one of those doubleheader shows. Right. But I, I hadn't seen anyone, you know writing like rest in peace wsu or whatever because i mean there's a lot of women that loved it and there was a lot of uh creepy dudes that loved it sure but um sure you know we actually have a danny in the chat room uh who says she likes wsu more than czw so so answer me this is is wsu dead i'd I'd like to know because i did read this somewhere i just don't remember if it was legitimate so i don't want to put out some some bullshit but Again, usually like KJ, that, that that would make sense to make it a doubleheader with WSU because they don't run that often, as far as I know, and um, they could really capitalize on the CZW opportunity. So, yeah, no. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
But uh, all right, let's let's go on to the next thing with uh, Nick Gage. Nick Gage also won the AIW title. Yeah, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, I think he's done AIW on his last run. I want to say he was up there. Could mm-hmm. be wrong. I think so. But I think he, he beat Tim there. Donst. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was making his rounds last time too, man. And uh, this time he was kind of like a late bloomer because last time when he came in, dude, Beyond jumped on it right away. You know, AIW, you would see him at fucking Deep South and uh, IWA East Coast, all kinds of different shit, you know? And this time, he was probably just, just doing GCW for the most part. Um, yeah. And then, I think that's probably good for, like, you know, his sobriety and that type of thing. Like, if he is on the right track, because I don't see him on a regular basis like that, but everything I've heard has been good. So, I mean, you know, for him to solidify himself and find a home base like GCW is, work there, this and that, now established and into, you know, being a head trainer in a wrestling school. And, you know, he's got he's got a lot of stuff to keep him busy, which is great. And then now if he branches out and he starts to take these bookings here and there, I think, you know, it probably benefits him to, you know, get his feet set before he does. So that's good for him. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very happy for him, man. I think uh, he's headed towards the right direction. And, he's killing it. Well, yeah. It's doing great. Murder, death, killing it. <laughs> Murder, death, killing, ganging it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, who, who else was uh, Gage wrestling for back then that hasn't? I want. Did he? He didn't do Jersey All Pro. I think. I think he was booked for Jersey All Pro. Because if you remember, I think Fat Frank actually posted some light tubes. This was a couple months before he passed mm-hmm. for that Rey Mysterio show. And okay. uh, like Nick Gage, like fucking like reposted it or something. I'm pretty sure he was gonna do Jersey All Pro. Before he got booked up again, but uh, I'm sure he would have. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Though. I think Jersey All Pro is a cool place for him. And by the way, Jersey All Pro is completely going backwards on what Steve Mack was saying on the show because now Homicide is announced to wrestle low key to Hit Squad. Bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's all, all old school shit. <laughs> yeah, it's all bullshit. Actually, speaking of Nick Gage and Fat Frank and all that stuff, when Nick Gage got out the first time, I think it was like a fucking Thursday or some shit like that. Yeah. Jersey All Pro was set to be on Saturday. I saw Fat Frank in Walmart that Friday. I was like, dude, you heard you heard Nikki got out and he's like he's like, Yeah, he's like he's like I'll fucking he's like I'll fucking call him. I was like, dude, he got out of fucking prison like yeah. yesterday. Phone he's, like, he's like just just to fucking run in or something, man, you know? I was like, fuck, all right. I mean, if you can make it happen. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, he had uh, he had other shit lined up, I think, already, or whatever the case was. But, like, Frank was definitely down for him coming in, like, right fucking away. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I think the first one that he did was uh, that tag team tournament for JCW. Yep. I think that was the first one. They brought in, like, Headhunters. It wasn't a really good show, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Still cool to see him back. He was tagging with like Lucky Thirteen, which was fucking random as shit. I know I still I still don't understand that. But yeah. I think he was at that JCW thing on like Friday. I want to say CZW was Saturday or something like that. Yeah, either that or uh, IWA East Coast because Masters of Pain was one of the first ones he did too. Yeah, if I can <laughs> recall. But um, what else we got with Gage? Uh, oh yeah, David Starr. Yeah, and, uh, Nick Gage. We we're just talking about Beyond not too long ago. Beyond using uh, Nick Gage. They did a ton of cool shit with him. Uh, I think they did Gage and Dickinson. I want to say. Yeah, they did Gage and Dickinson. I think more than once. Yeah, and uh, Jacker. They did him. Um, a couple different guys. I think he did Stockade also up there. Maybe. Um, 
Well, yeah, he had a couple cool matches. But yeah, they they had uh, David Starr and Nick Gage go back and forth, and it was like a death match, I guess. You saw the yeah. whole match, so I don't know what kind of weapons they used. I saw the barbed wire, but uh, what else did they use in there? Barbed wire boards, tacks, uh, staple gun, and just you know chairs and shit. No tubes or glass, though, right? No. Yeah, I mean that's that you can expect that from uh, Beyond. You know, when Tremont was up there, he was going against Stockade. They had a little feud, and uh, they would use pretty much everything but tubes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, how was this match? I mean, you watched the whole thing. Uh, it was all right. Um, it, you know, it wasn't terrible or anything like that. David Starr right now is booked as, like, a very dominant character. Like, he's supposed to be, like, the fucking guy in um, Beyond. So they kind of built off of that, um, you know. And, and, you know, it is weird because... You know, in a match like this, you got barbed wire boards and this and that, and, uh, you know, Gage takes a barbed wire board, and he's laying there like he's fucking dead for, you know, a couple minutes, and, you know, when <laughs> when you see some of the other shit he's done, it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's a really, really painful barbed wire board. Yeah. It's <laughs> some turned up barbed wire board, but, you know, it, it, that's kind of what you have to do, though. You have to cater to the match you're working, you know. Sure. He, he can't pretend like it doesn't fucking phase him, because technically nothing in the match should phase Gage you know, according to what he's been through. So, I mean, he, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I mean, it was kind of weird, you know, because, again, like, David Starr is supposed to be, like, the fucking man, and, and Gage got his shit in and everything, but um, the end of the match was pretty much... David Starr went to the corner to cut um, barbed wire off of the board with wire cutters, and um, I think this this pretty much proved that he hasn't worked the fucking day in his life because... Uh, I mean, it, he could not cut the fucking barbed wire off the board with wire cutters. It looked like he had it, like, towards the end of the snip. So if you've ever used, like, barbed wire, you know, or, or wire cutters, if you try to cut it, like, at the end of the wire cutter, it's not going to happen. you got to put it, like, all the way into the jaws of the wire cutter and fucking put a little, you know, arm into it. And David Starr is not a weak dude, so I just think he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And he's, like, both hands squeezing, making, like, selling noises, going like, <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you're not, like, powerlifting. You're trying to cut a fucking piece of wire with wire cutters. It's, they're, they're made for that, you know what I mean? And he just couldn't get it done to the point where they needed to get, like, those industrial snips yeah. You know, the ones that, like, cross over and shit. That Someone had to, like, slide those into the ring because he was, like, That's he could hilarious. not fucking do it. So he finally gets this piece off, and then he hits Gage with, like, a... I think he hit him with, like, a brain buster on his knee with his head wrapped in barbed wire. And then uh, he put him in, like, a chokehold, and, and Gage passed out. Or, you know, the ref called for the, the bell. And then he's in Gage's face after a tome, you know, you lost, get the fuck out of my ring and shit. Like, <laughs> shit, like, you just don't hear people, like, saying the gauge like if anything like if someone beats gauge in the ring it usually ends with like a mutual respect or right. something it, it won't just be like get the fuck out of here like yeah, <laughs> i told you i beat that. you get the fuck out of my ring and gauge is like you can tell he's like pissed and he's going back at him but like they don't have like a scheduled rematch or anything it's just like end of show stars the man he's wrestling ah, i fucking i forget who he's wrestling next and then, like, Janela in January. Like, they have his next two shows already lined up to not be wrestling Gage. So it's not even, like... They, he gave him, like, at any time, anywhere, but I fucking beat you. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, yes. I don't know. It's just weird. It just came off weird. If you know Gage and how, how much of a bad motherfucker he is, like, it just it comes off strange. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, that actually happened with Gage uh, in his last run. 
because I remember watching a lot of the matches and he was he was losing to a lot of guys and I'm like fuck like Nick Gage is losing to like you know uh, Connor Claxton and fucking uh, who else did he lose? he lost to Dickinson I'm pretty sure sure um, and at the time Dickinson was he was like blowing up but he wasn't as you know as as big as I guess that was after Kimberly so yeah it was yeah. I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with Gage losing. I don't really have a problem with anyone losing. I, you know, I, but my thing is like, you know, I mean, it should be some form of like mutual respect or something where like, you know, you beat a bad motherfucker. Now, like, get the fuck out of my face, pussy. You lost. Get out of my goddamn ring. <laughs> like, right. It's like, I don't know. And again, that's David Starr's character. And so I'm, I'm a little bit biased against anything David Starr, and we'll, we'll get into that shortly. Um, right now, so he's hitting me like right on the fucking right, following some shit that just really has me annoyed. But um, I, that's his character. His character is to be like a cocky motherfucker. His entrance is like, or his introduction is like ten minutes long. He's got like a million monikers and they read them all off and stuff so his his character is supposed to be that it's just knowing the gauge and his character everywhere he goes just comes off a little weird to me that's all yeah all right well before we get into david star we got uh two more topics that we should probably get into yeah got, uh sammy callahan showing his loyalty to czw by not going to cage of death He's uh, apparently booked for New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah, and he will not be at Cage of Death. So I don't, I don't know. I question uh, his loyalty now, DJ. I don't, I don't know about this. I guess he didn't sit down with the management of New Japan, just uh, <laughs> AAW. So he's cleared their <laughs> schedule up, but he didn't sit down and clear the schedule of, uh, of New Japan or TNA or, <laughs> I mean, Lucha Underground. He forgot about uh, that, so that knocks him off. DJ is such a cuckold, man. He just fucking sits back and watches people fuck his girl, pretty much, you know, <laughs> metaphorically. Like, he just... He just takes fucking, like, Sammy's my booker. I really need him, man. Like, he's on your show going, well, Sammy Callahan's my booker. I need him there every show. <laughs> and in 2018, every single CZW show, Sammy Callahan will be available for us. And it's like, dude, you can't even get through this fucking year with him on the cards. Yeah. Yeah, especially <sighs> now that he's dealing with New Japan, dude. Yeah, he's... He, CZW's... Taking taking the back seat. I'm sorry, but New Japan and Lucha Underground and TNA. He's doing all three of them, dude. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have time for CZW. Yeah, is yeah, Lucha um, coming back? Is that yeah. like a yeah? It's four renewed? season. Yeah, four season is is renewed. So oh, okay, they will be back. So he's probably going to be doing that. Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan and Indies and you know AW. And I know he does a lot of that Wrestle Circus. So there's a lot of bigger companies that he's working with. Yeah. Than CZW, and I understand like you know his his background with CZW that may actually show some loyalty. I don't think it's it's uh it's safe to say this guy's not gonna miss any shows in 2018 though. He's missing Cage of Death. It's fucking WrestleMania yeah. of CZW. Are you, are you missing that already? Yeah, and you know the thing is too is DJ stopped using fucking um um what the fuck Pepper Parks or uh, Braxton Sutter or whatever you want to call him. Um, like they straight up, they had like a good thing going with, uh, TV ready. And as soon as fucking, uh, he signed with TNA, he stopped using them. Like he was scared of, of, you know, double bookings or him just not being available. And was like, yeah, we just have to stop that altogether and just completely stopped using them, which kind of left G's with nowhere to go either, which in the long run left him not being there, you know, cause he didn't have anything for him and you know, he 
just uh, probably didn't want to get thrown into random ass matches or not have any kind of anything going. So he just, you know, that was it. He wound up being a New Jersey All Pro showcased his last time there. Um, so, you know, you went into that. Um, EYFBO was was being used heavily in CZW. As soon as they went to TNA, no more. Yeah, you know I mean, like shit like that happened Homicide. pretty regularly. And now Sammy's going to TNA, but DJ will definitely, definitely go on interviews and say Sammy will be there all the time. But no, he won't. Yeah, no, I remember um, we had a homicide on the show this week, and um, I asked him about TNA and what happened with him and CZW. I was like, you know, EYFBO, yourself, you guys all got signed at the same time to Impact, and can't be a coincidence that you just stopped doing CZW, you know. And uh, basically, in a, in a political way, he was trying to say, like, yeah, you know, I had to wrap it up. <laughs> there, was, there was no going back. And uh, he said he was he was proud of having Greg excellent as his last match. He likes Greg a lot. So good mm-hmm. for that. Greg's a good dude. I'm sure he is. <laughs> Great talent. You're a big fan. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not wearing your Greg excellent shirt tonight. Uh, if he was probably selling any still, I'd, I'd probably have one. I'm pretty sure he is. Really? Yeah. No. He's not booked on any shows. How is he selling them? Uh, he's wrestling at uh, Cage of Death is against... Uh, it's uh, him and Chrissy Rivera versus Ace Romero. Great. That's, yeah. that's a ticket seller. Sure that's is. Nice. What the fuck is... Dude, this has to be the worst Cage of Death, right? I mean, it's been said before. This is... Cage this is of fu- Doubt. Dude, this is pretty fucking bad. This is pretty fucking bad, man. You know, but if you got DJ on to promote it, you go, look, we got Jimmy Jacobs fresh out of WWE. The <laughs> hottest independent wrestler right now. The the hardest to book. And we have him two months in a row. And we got him up against Tournament of Death winner, Jimmy Havoc. Progress champion. Yeah, progress champion. He's making tons of progress. Born in London, he's international like Matt Wolf. Yeah, just like Matt Wolf. People give just as much of a fuck about Matt Wolf as they do. <laughs> he's actually international, though. Yes, yeah. very much so. Technically, technically. Once he travels with the GCW to Mexico, then he can actually say he's international. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that'll happen one day. You know, somebody's got to sweep yeah. up the glass, dude. Yeah, it's I don't know. It is so, Mexico though. There's probably a lot of you know people looking for jobs and shit. So just get grab one of those dudes. But yeah, KG uh, that's ridiculous. Um, the one thing that they actually rectified after fucking eight months, and of course didn't happen in a CCW ring, the World Tag Team Titles are back in the hands of wrestlers, <laughs> active wrestlers. Um, that's right. The Scarlet and Graves, or whatever you want to call them, with uh, Zach Wentz and um, Desmond Xavier are the new champions after eight months of just wasting our fucking time. We still didn't get to see these guys that DJ was so high on. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, at Cage of Death, I think they'll probably be defending them. I don't know. I would imagine probably against the rep. I-, I would just have to guess that that's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's this is the if that's the case, dude. This is hands down the worst cage of that <laughs> ever, ever, like ever. There's yeah. no, well, there's nothing on this card that I'm ex- not a single match. Tray- does Tremont have a match? Yeah, Jimmy Lloyd. Like, eh. what if else you need got? to know what's happened in past cage of deaths, you can check on Joe 
Wikipedia um, Gacy because he's been posting the results to the cages of deaths on like a daily basis. That's like his wow. gimmick right now is he's he's copying and pasting from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> at Cage of Death One, you know this happened. That's great. And you know Cage Cage of Death Five, there was a there was a, a double cage with you know it's like straight up copy and pasted from Wikipedia. So like he's trying to like educate people going into this cage that's going to tremendously disappoint the fucking <laughs> the fans. Yeah. Well, whoever's going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the smaller cages of death. Yeah, um, I would think so. I mean, yeah, no one no one's traveling out of state to see uh Tim Storm. I don't think. I would love to hear that like fucking Captain Dave skipped Cage of Death for like a softball banquet or some shit. <laughs> like <laughs> UWA elite. Yeah. Like an you SWF. Just... <laughs> yeah. You see him with his microphone that's not plugged into anything, just interviewing people in like a fucking in a bar. Yeah. Captain Dave's the greatest. If, if, oh yeah, he's go, awesome. Go check him out on Facebook if you're not uh go like his page. Keeps you definitely updated on wrestling. The best in, in pro wrestling reporting Absolutely. of these days. I mean the dude has passion amongst passion of pro wrestling and covers everything. Yep. Every fucking thing in his reach. Yep. Including Monster Factory. Yes. And that's yeah, so covers the fuck out of Monster Factory, man. <laughs> that's a that's a thing. But um all right, well let's let's talk about Cage of Death a little bit more. Oh boy. Alright, so we talked about this Billy Corgan shit last week. Yeah. Alright. Tim Storm. Yeah. You may I... ask yourself, who the fuck is Tim Storm? I I thought the same exact thing when this was announced last week. And I've I've done some research. This guy is fifty two years old. Yeah, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Billy Corgan is is way behind this guy. Which I pause. I don't understand why. <laughs> you know, I don't understand why Billy Corgan. If you have that much money to invest in a fucking company, it just it makes zero sense to have a fifty-two-year-old man try to carry your company. A guy that was jobbing in the fucking eighties, like barely jobbing too. You know, like probably like three, four times a month. You know. Like once a week type shit, maybe at a Texas show local for like three, four years and then stop wrestling probably for like 15 of that year. And then yeah. just claims that he's been in the business for 30 years. Because, I mean, if you go on YouTube, there's like three matches available. One being from like last week against Magnus, which, okay, like Billy Corgan put that up, great. He's got one against uh, Natural Butch Reed from like 87. It's <laughs> like a fucking like random match. And then he's got one against Jerry the King Lawler from like a year ago. So, as far as old shit, man, I mean, he doesn't really have too much. He has a match against Viscera, which was, uh, I guess, on WWE's ECW. I don't know what year I stopped watching by them, but I, it was like, it was a thing, I guess. Um, yeah, he was like the cowboy Tim Storm. And now they want to sell us on... He's a fucking legend. He's a legend. CZW is bringing in top talent. Same guy that didn't want to use old guys from back in the day. Is bringing in a 52-year-old man to Cage of Death that nobody fucking knows. And the most disgusting shit about this is half of your roster is putting up posts on their social media saying, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, if you don't get this deep-sea fisherman-looking motherfucker <laughs> off my shit, yeah. this rockin' rebel uncle-looking motherfucker, this, this if the ball comes in my yard, I'm keeping it looking ass. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Does. 
<laughs> the fucking Werther's original eating motherfucker. Get this motherfucker out of here, man. Hey, he's actually he's like a real life Dean Douglas. He's a teacher too. No this gimmick. is there a senior discount looking ass? You <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude. Like I looked that shit up. Fifty two years old. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And the thing is, because I've been asking around a lot and talking to a lot of people, and you know, I'm not gonna give you all specific names and blow up anybody's spots or anything. But um, I've heard some people have said some things like, you know, the Corrigan thing isn't like a hundred percent legit. Um, like. I, and again, a lot of these are opinions. So, I mean, I don't know what the actual facts is. I still think that there's some truth to that because, you know, the, the I can't say their name, but they're a big name. Like, why would you fucking say that? Like, um, but um, some people said that, you know, it's a money mark and but it does have ties within NWA, which, again, would give Corrigan a ton of leverage if that was the case either way. You know, I mean, if there's ties to the owner within NWA, then Corgan still has leverage of CZW. Um, I've heard things that, like, NWA has fucking bought part of and buried fucking companies in the past, and that's likely what's going to happen to CZW, is they get tied up in this deal and that deal, and if the right amount of money is not made, they fucking take over, like, they assume ownership of the rest of the company. I mean, I've heard a ton of shit. But another thing I've heard as far as Tim Storm goes is that anybody that holds that fucking title it's a huge booking fee. Like it's, it's not even fucking remotely close to your average booking. Like it's, it's fucking huge. Um, like people who have run other companies have tried to bring in the NWA champion just to do it. And then went, yeah, give us one of your other guys. Cause that's too much. So they're not, they're not paying like a little bit of money for this fucking guy that no one knows at 52 year old to come in. They're probably paying a decent amount. And again, I don't, I don't know their finances. Maybe they work some brother deal out or whatever, but from what I hear, like that's the, the NWA title is still being taken very seriously to the people who run it, and uh, it, it's yeah, like they they give you their going price is not low, so it's fucking crazy. The one thing I thought was you know interesting is I seen like little promos, like pictures, and Nick Gage posted on Twitter like what the fuck is a Tim Storm, and uh, he posted like this like ten second video where like the the camera pans over and he's standing there in his suit and he's like, I'm a Tim Storm. <laughs> and I was like, I, I think it's, I mean, it's cool as far as an old school thing goes that like he, he's in public in a suit and shit. Cause that looks like, you know, like a, you know, like a distinguished champion and everything. But every other thing about this dude, I don't want any fucking parts of. I, I want no parts of this guy on a fucking card. It's, it's not a draw. I mean, to go, to go like, yeah, like, He'll come in. He'll get fucked up again. The NWA title is not held in that regard, where they're just gonna let someone in CZW squash the dude. It's not. It's not gonna fucking happen. Unfortunately, back in the day, that was like, fuck, man, bring this asshole in here. Gage will rip his head off, or or, or this or that. I just don't think they're gonna let it happen. I think this guy's gonna come in, get a bunch of fucking heel heat, tell everyone to fuck themselves, uh, you know, or you know, whatever the old folks say, you know. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you know. <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna say, Pistol. but um, you old whippersnappers, fucking <laughs> you little rascals. rascals, yeah, rascals or rapscallions. Like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, man. But I don't think it's gonna turn into entertainment. I really, really don't. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna try to present him as because he's clearly a fucking babyface in NWA and pro wrestling from Hollywood. Um, bringing him in, I, I don't know, man. I mean, this guy is like supposed to be like an old school guy, and I don't 
correct me if I'm wrong. They've said a thousand times we're making progress. I don't know how the fuck you make progress by bringing an old guy from fucking back in seventies. I think what they meant is they're booking guys from progress. Yeah, probably. I think that's what they meant. They're like, no, 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 no. We're making progress by booking progress, taking part of our company. You know, that we're making progress a big part of what we book. Yeah, I guarantee you this is not going to work out. Anybody with a, a fucking brain will tell you this is not going to work out. Zero yeah. reaction. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. It's not selling an extra DVD. Not one single... And you know what? I'll give it to the guy because on every wrestling podcast, I've heard about Tim Storm now. But it's it's not in a good way. It's Everyone's like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Right. You know? And I'm talking about like bigger podcasts. You know, not just like indie podcasts. Like big podcasts that cover, you know, other shit. And Tim Storm is making a name for himself by not being a name. It's crazy. The irony is insane. So I don't know if that's what they were going for, but... And it's funny because, you know, you got guys like Chris Dickinson that are posting pictures, clowning them and shit. And, like, he never fucking heard of the guy before. Dickinson's been all over the fucking country working. We're not talking about a couple local jerk-offs who haven't left Jersey. We're talking about people who have toured the country wrestling. And this guy's 52 years old and has not made an impact as far as even being heard of by by wrestlers who toured the country. I, I, I have no fucking idea. But, you know, DJ is, is king of... Ye- Oh no, he's he's really over where he's from. Like just like DJ will tell you, you know. No, when I wrestle in that other state you've never been to, people love me. Yeah. <laughs> no one all never like be if, in Ohio. So it's yeah. Like, it's like it's that that classic, you know, like you're in high school and there's the one kid that tells you like, "No, I have a girlfriend. She doesn't go to this school though." And like she's really hot and blows me all the time, but like you'll never meet her cuz like she doesn't really come here. She doesn't like this town very much, but I go there like every weekend and like I shut all, you know, communication off. So you can't even call me when I'm there, but like yeah, like dude, you wouldn't believe how hot she is. <laughs> it's just that's DJ's success matches. And honestly, I don't I don't doubt him getting a Getting crowd heat or being over in a different state, but it doesn't work here. So who gives a fuck? This is this is where you do shows, dude. I'm sorry. It'll be cheap heat shit, though. I mean, he'll he'll go out there, he'll get a huge boo reaction, and and according to DJ, DJ's the best heel in the business because people legitimately hate him. And he's like, oh no, it's, I'm an awesome heel. So when he goes out there and he's like, you guys do death matches here, and I don't, I frown upon that type of stuff, and you know where I'm from, that's not even wrestling. I mean, it's just, it's the easiest fucking thing in the world to get a heel reaction. You don't have to be talented at all. Like you just repeat those type of words, and the fans go, fuck this guy. Like, you know, like Captain Dave's gonna be fucking trying to eat through the guardrail to get to this fucking guy. <laughs> but whatever, yeah. dude. I mean, if you want to call that successful, then fucking cool. Do you think that's what they're doing though? Because I think they're gonna try to present him as, as a babyface. I think they're gonna try to bring him out and be like NWA champion and CCW. You know? <laughs> well, that's how they'll they'll announce him. But they know motherfucking well the fans are gonna hate it. Yeah, they, they, I just I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't see this guy wanting to come in and fucking curse out the fans and shit. He's like a kindergarten teacher, dude. I don't think this dude is coming out here to, you know, go full fucking gang gang affiliated Nick Gage on the crowd and shit. I don't think that's happening. Hmm. But we'll see. I don't. I don't know. This is a really odd one. I don't know. I don't know if he's wrestling. You know, they haven't met, announced any matches. Like half the card is a mystery, and this is the WrestleMania. It's like next week. You know, we got like four matches. Um, he, he did some shit, I guess, with House of Glory or House of House Hardcore. Of hardcore yeah, House yeah. of Hardcore. House of something. 
Um, he's been to somebody's house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I guess he's doing this thing where, like, who in this this company is worthy of a shot of my... And, and that's what supposedly he's coming to CZW to see who in the locker room would be worthy of a shot at the NWA title and this and that. So it's like that type of shit where, like, I don't even know that he's he's going to, you know, defend anything. I think it's like... Again, like he's just gonna figure out who's worthy of his. You know, it's just no one gives a fuck, man. Just Ian said on my show on fucking uh Wednesday, NWA is fucking dead, absolutely dead. No one gives a fuck about it. It should have died a long time ago, and it's not fucking relevant in today's wrestling at yeah. all. NWA was dead when it was on the Indies, like back in like NWA New Jersey and all that shit was dead then, you know. Yeah. And that's like fucking twenty years ago. And that's just that's just shindies that are buying the right to use that name to try to get themselves over. You right. know, like that's that's another company who doesn't realize that you know something's dead and continuing to try to piggyback off a of bullshit. You know, yeah. that's all that it. Mm-hmm. Now, mark my word, man. I guarantee you, this guy's gonna tour like all the indies and do the same shit. And their whole thing is they're all probably marks for Billy Corgan. You know, and Billy Corgan yes. probably reached out to like the big, big indies. Like, hey, you know, I got this new company. Well, <laughs> new, but NWA, whatever the fuck. I just, I'm the new guy. You know, I want, I want to get it back and up and running. I got this guy Tim Storm. He's fucking 52 years old. That's the thing that I don't understand though. Like, if it was a, if it was a guy that I could get behind, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, he's torn all the indies they're gonna put on some badass matches and people are gonna be like oh shit this guy's the nwa t- let me check out nwa this guy coming in like it's fucking 1992 is a uh, like dude that is not gonna work you know yellow from nwa is more relevant in 2017 <laughs> than tim storm from nwa yeah yeah that's absolutely true but do you see what i'm saying though like i can see him going to aiw and aw and challenge and throw down one match and they're hoping yeah. that's going to get more eyes on the nwa product and you know these indies think it's cool that they had the nwa champion in their in their building and i don't think he's probably going to charge that much i think this is more of like a trade-off like with different companies he's probably going to start appearing everywhere house of hardcore was real weird i watched that clip um you know tommy was was basically saying oh it was in the same building you know 20 years ago or whatever 25 years ago that we threw down the nwa title and now we have a special guest here the nwa world champion is in the building under the house of hardcore banner tim storm and then the crowd is like who like not a single fucking person is nobody knows this dude you know yeah and then he comes out and tim storm basically says hey like i guess at the ne- next house of hardcore in philly it's going to be tim storm and tommy dreamer for the nwa world champion yeah so. wow I mean, again, I have no ties to knowing actual finances and what goes on or, or, or anything like that. But I have I have heard legitimately from people who, who have who have worked in, you know, and, and ran companies that said in recent history, NWA has been not since Corgan or whatever, but um, has has charged ridiculous amounts of money for whoever's holding their belt, like more than they would charge for anyone else on their roster. So that that's all I'm basing it off of. Again, I, I don't know shit. Um, but um. Yo, I mean, look, he's getting bookings all over the fucking country when, you know, two weeks ago we didn't know who the fuck this guy was. He's legitimately getting bookings everywhere. So, I mean, good for him. Maybe he can put together some kind of retirement package, get one of those little fucking rascal scooters, you know, upgrade his fucking life alert just in case he needs a run-in. I I mean, I don't know. He can do a WrestleCon before he dies. That'll be nice. I mean, whatever, man. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, again, I'm not holding it against the guy. It's not this guy's fault. I think it's just, it's just a stupid, stupid move by any company to try to think that you know bringing in a 52 year old guy to put against your top talent is going to actually draw and put you back on the map or put you you know further above on the map. It's just not going to work, dude. Nobody cares. <laughs> not a single person is going to care. But yo, real quick though, we forgot uh-huh. to mention this. This is like the main part of the fucking this dude. He uh, and I'm going to splice this in so so people can hear this. But um, this guy did a fucking interview where he could not say CZW, and he's a teacher. He can't get three fucking letters right. CCW. He called it CCW, and it's not just once. He does a fucking twice, so you can't tell me it was just a tongue twister. He does it twice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and um, what was the other thing I was saying? Um, Jesus Christ. Now I lost my train of thought. Um, fuck, man. Yeah, he's not going to do AIW, he's going to do WIA and, fucking, <laughs> you know, he's yeah, not trying to go to the WWE, he's trying to go to the EWE. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's just it's just wild to me, and um, I, I just can't see it getting over whatsoever. Dude's way too fucking old. I, I mean, look, imagine this guy, you put this guy, what I was going to say, Um, you put this guy at a wrestling convention, NWA belt on the fucking table, tell me that doesn't look like Virgil's table. It does, because nobody gives a fuck, dude. Nobody knows. Like, who's going to know who he is? Well, you know what's funny, though? Even Adam Pearce had, like, a, a two-year fucking run with the NWA title. Mm-hmm. You know? And Adam Pearce is probably a much better wrestler than this guy. No offense to him. But Colt Cabana was the NWA champion. Did you know that? No. Colt fucking Cabana was the NWA champion. Legitimate. Same title that he's holding. You know, and this is back in L.A. This is under Dave Marquez, I'm guessing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, dude, a ton of people have held that title that nobody knew who the fuck they were. It's not a big deal. Who gives a shit, you know? Nah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Dwayne Gill probably held the fucking NWA <laughs> title and nobody knows. Gilberg. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's let's get on to the to the main topic that, that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and, and start this off, man? Because you really read all the everything that went down between this. I, I've been all over the place at work, so I've got little bits and pieces. But you got the main. Yeah. Um, David Starr uh, lost his fucking mind um, this week and decided that he wanted to be a superhero and expose that Matthias Glass, which I know. Anyone who hasn't heard this story has to Google that guy's name because I didn't know who the fuck he was either. Matthias Glass is not Jewish. I repeat, he is not Jewish. And he is portraying a Jewish stereotypical character that's very overboard and this and that. All right, now let's just get into what he realistically is. He's an, a comedy gimmick. He's a comedy gimmick who play like overplays the the Jewish stereotypes. He um he let me see if I could find the fucking thing. I wish I pulled all this shit up previously, but I didn't. Um he posts like he does all sorts of shit like, you know, Jewish based or whatever where let me see. He films interviews holding a bagel. He runs away from his opponent that's carrying ham. He acts scared of German chocolate while cutting a promo. He posts uh, on social media that he's so Jewish he once ate a penny. Like, you know, it's just like over-the-top, silly fucking, this guy's ridiculous shit that honestly most people pay no mind. 
and David Starr has turned this into, and he's using these words. This is hate speech. This is nothing different than blackface. Ugh. This is, uh, you know, like just straight up, like this dude is going all in on calling this guy fucking completely bigoted, and this is racist and unacceptable and anti-Semitic and this and this. Uh, amongst this, he also says, I thought it was entertaining until I found out he wasn't Jewish, which to me is where you could shut your motherfucking face because you thought it was entertaining. That's where that begins and ends. If you're so biased that his ethnicity changes whether you thought it was entertaining or hate speech, that's a problem because, you know, to say, all right, if he was Jewish and he was doing exactly what he was doing, and the fans, who many of which are not Jewish, are laughing at it, carrying on with it, repeating what the dude's doing to their friends, like, yo, did you see when he did the shit with the ham? Like, fucking wearing t-shirts, buying fucking merch. You know what I mean? These people aren't Jewish, but they, they walk around with this fucking dude's, you know, stuff on. That would be what? That, that would be anti-Semitic on the fans' part? for carrying on the Jewish stereotypes that this dude's portraying? Like, what what exactly is going on? You know what I mean? So, he's taken it to such an extent where he's, like, this fucking victim. He He's playing, like, heavy, heavy on the fucking victim card where he's Jewish and he is so offended and this will not be tolerated in 2017. And uh, I, I can't fucking take it anymore. I really can't, like... Um, this dude, um, I don't even know which way to go on this first because I have so much in my fucking mind about it. Uh, the angry wrestling vet, otherwise known as John Trotsky, he was a guy who trained him for the first two years of his career. Uh, David lived at his house, this and that. He posted a rebuttal saying that, uh, for the two years David lived with him, he never once uh, visited a synagogue, uh, never once practiced any form of Judaism. You know, he, he was obviously Jewish since birth. But he had no, you know, um, consistent, like, religious beliefs. He never really expressed anything religiously. Um, he just, he he showed no signs of, like, yo, I, I'm har hardcore religious or anything like that. Which, again, I mean, at some point you can have your enlightenment or whatever the case is and get, you know, really, you know, really turn it up. I mean, anyone at any point, you know, people go to prison, all of a sudden they found God. You know, this shit happens. Um, you know, he posted some stuff about, you know, David Starr as far as morally, how he helped David Starr create his whole gimmick, the product and the look at it and this and that. And David turned around, went to a lawyer, copyrighted it and told the dude he didn't know him shit and tried to bury his company and, you know, a bunch of stuff. But, um, overall, like, um, what happened, I think it was a couple of years ago now, David Starr went to Germany, I believe. Uh, he went to a lot of Holocaust sites and, you know, places where these terrible, terrible things have happened. And what did David do is he was bawling, crying, which is a normal reaction for that type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, you know, to to see, I mean, this, this, the stuff that happened, I mean, there's no words you could even put to it. It's just fucking terrible. But, um, you know, he would take like, he took a picture of himself just like bawling, crying selfie in front of, like, you know, historic sites. And this shit to me just, like, it screamed like he's just begging for fucking attention. He wants to look like a victim in front of this or that. 
you know, instead of, you know, bowing your head, taking a picture to sight, you know, something like that. He's like openly like bawling, crying, staring into the camera, which to me is just he's really trying to tag himself as a victim and and trying to get attention out of it. That seems like like the basis of, of everything he does is, hey, look at his fucking tagline right from the start. Look at it. You know what I mean, like he's just he's dying to get people to look at him to fucking get attention. And that that's just the way I think it is. Um, I think he's he's just another one of these fucking millennial fucking sensitive just pussies he's a tremendous athlete i mean he's a great wrestler big fan of his wrestling as far as the person he is i I just think he's another one of these sensitive fucking dickheads that just try to turn all of society into just fucking you got to walk on eggshells you can't say anything like i'm already an anti-semite because i disagreed with what he was saying and then he posts shit like all the anti-semites come out of the woodwork and expose themselves this is the same shit that happened with kaepernick I didn't fucking, I didn't agree with what Kaepernick was about because I followed Kaepernick before all of that shit started and I seen all his fucking moves along the way and I don't agree with it. I think he's a complete hypocrite. I think he's fucking fraudulent and I I don't think his, his, um, his motives are genuine and I have things to back that up. But as soon as I said that shit in one of these places where these people are like, yo, yo, Kaepernick, Kaepernick's Malcolm X, you know, he's, he's the fucking, you know, he's, he's the new, you know, leader of, um, you know equality like this dude stands for everything that's right and i don't i don't agree automatically i'm fucking racist and now to david star i'm anti-semitic this is the bullshit that society creates where now i'm i'm like i never i never was racist i never had a problem with like a a race of people or or, or had any kind of hatred but somehow um um fucking what's the word i'm looking for um fuck you, you know the comedy um the, the comedy what was that humor humor nah that's not what i'm looking for um fuck it's he's an looking S. for the word fuck <laughs> nah yeah fuck is not it I'm um looking for fuck <laughs> fuck that's mm, fuck that's what i'm looking for no um like parody you know um like parody is, is more or less um considered hate crime all of a sudden hate speech is not the same thing as that it's just not i to and the thing is too is you know i i've talked to people who who knew him you know on a friend level throughout the business and said that you know they used to regularly quote um blazing saddles lines from the movie blazing saddles they'd they'd laugh hysterically um quoting blazing saddles satire is the word i was looking for thanks um and no one told me that, so I just thanked myself for no fucking reason. Um, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, satire, satire, and hate speech are not the fucking same thing. But in 2017, it is. It's where everyone could just go like, "Well, that's that's hate speech." Like, no, it's fucking not. And, and like Scott Finkelstein was a dude. Um, you know, he takes pictures for all the wrestling shows and stuff. And he's like, "Dude, uh, you know, my name's Finkelstein. I'm clearly fucking Jewish." I, I don't see anything hateful about it. It didn't bother me at all. And he's like, you don't understand. <laughs> like, he just, oh. he went at him, too. Like, he doesn't even understand his culture. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, it's just, it, it, it's not right. And I, I think, you know, the thing where, you know, if, if if the guy was Jewish and he did all the same things, perfectly fine. And he even thought it was entertaining. But now the fact that he's not Jewish, that is just straight up hate crime. Yeah. I I don't agree with it, man. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, my main issue is is something that you already pointed out was 
him basically saying he found humor in it until you found out the guy wasn't Jewish. So it's like, dude, you found it hilarious. And then all right. of a sudden, since it wasn't a Jew behind it, now you got an issue with it? This wrestling. I mean, this is this is something that's been going on for decades and decades. This is nothing. Kane is not from hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is fucking wrestling. Undertaker isn't a dead what about, dude. What about the real burn victims and then the real dead people? Exactly. Yeah, the real <laughs> dead people. Let's not offend them. You know? Warrior is not from outer space, dude. You know, like this is just fucking. Ra- Papa Shango is not a fucking Haitian voodoo guy. You know, fucking wrestling. Kamala, best wishes to him. I know he's he's not doing well, but he's not from Uganda. Abdul the Butcher is not from Sudan. You know, and me personally, I'm not. I, I, you know, I'm I'm a Middle Eastern dude. I'm I'm Persian. When they did the mm-hmm. Muhammad Hassan gimmick, I didn't take offense. I gives a fuck, dude. It's fucking wrestling. Watching wrestling gives a shit. Iron Sheik loved it. Gives a fuck, man. Get over yeah. it. I just fucking, ugh. I don't know, man. These 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 new wrestling guys, which is unfortunate because he's like the same age as me. It's like I don't understand. How did yeah. we grow up in the same era? I, where the f- and he's from like Philly, so like what? The, I don't know what happened here. Yeah, I have no idea. But that that dude's gimmick, the Jewish guy. Uh, what's what's his name? The uh, Matthias Glass. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was hilarious. He's a terrible wrestler. Great gimmick. <laughs> terrible wrestler. But yeah. he knows it. That's why he's doing that over-the-top gimmick, you know? Imagine, you remember uh, Crazy Ivan, Skinhead Ivan? Oh, yeah. And, and I wonder what David Starr thinks of that gimmick. Because right. that, if anything, is an offensive gimmick. Like, right. if, you, if you're portraying, like, a fucking Nazi, like, right. that's pretty fucking offensive. But David Starr is probably too young to even remember that shit or know about it. You sure. know, I, I don't know. It's just, he's spotlighting that. Instead of, you know, this guy who's doing the fucking comedic thing. Uh, the angry wrestling vet posted something today that was you know along the lines of what you were saying and calling it different people and stuff. Uh, first, he put up a, a picture of the, um, it's still real to me, damn it, guy. And pictures of Matthias <laughs> next to him. And it says, he's still Jewish to me, damn it. Uh, the next one he put, and he put the David Starr looking for attention crying picture next to all of these. And it said, he's not even Cuban with Razor Ramon. Uh, he's not even African with Hakeem. True. Uh, they're not even gay with Billy and Chuck. True. <laughs> he's not even Native American with uh, uh, Chief J. Strongbow. Right? Isn't that who you put there? I don't know. I thought you were going to say Tatanka. And I was like, Tatanka no. Native American. But yeah, I, thought, I don't think Chief J was uh, actual Native American. Yeah. Uh, they're not even Russian with Lana and Rusev. Uh, yep. <laughs> he's not even woman with <laughs> with Big Vito. Uh, there is no Dudleyville <laughs> with the Dudleys. Uh, That's a good one. There's no Dudleyville. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that was Ronnie Garvin with the two different with the drag gimmick and the and the other one. Yeah. Uh, it says they're not even African American with um with uh DX doing the um Nation of oh, the Domination parody. Yeah, fucking yeah. parody. Um, they're not even Middle Eastern or he's not even Middle Eastern with um who was that um. What's it, Davari, I think? No, Davari was the Middle Eastern one. Okay, now who did Muhammad they put? Muhammad Hassan was the one that, that wasn't. He was an Italian dude. Okay, yeah, but yeah. Davari yeah, Davari is actually Persian because I know because when he was doing that gimmick, he was actually speaking in Farsi, and I could understand it. So I was like, oh, this, yeah. this guy's actually Persian. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then uh, but the gimmicks are still real to me, damn it. And then he had a, a 
fucking glass of milk spilled and he's crying over that too which is which is honestly yeah he's crying over fucking spilt milk he's a rich kid he he was growing up a rich kid he doesn't have any real fucking problems so he's decided to burden himself with things that happened in the past and and act as offended and wounded as anybody who's actually been through something and he's not and that's what people do They, they choose to just play the victim card for life and carry that fucking badge on their on their vest and and it's bullshit you haven't had a fucking hardship in your whole fucking life. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be upset by the things that happened in the past, but to go around and try to create mountains out of fucking molehills, it's the fucking wrestling business. When I first started going to fucking CZW, um, you know, Rockin' Rebel was hitting Ruckus with a bucket of chicken and saying all sorts of fucked up shit. Yeah. But, you know, Ruckus was in on it. And it was supposed to be, this is a bad fucking guy. Look at what the fuck he's doing. You know what I mean? And, and the dude who's doing it there he's supposed to be a funny guy it's supposed to be a comedy gimmick you know how you laughed at it before he thought he was jewish uh, you know that's that's what he's supposed to be accomplishing not supposed to be like we take this really seriously and this is how we feel about all jewish people like no he's supposed to be this over-the-top stereotypical thing i mean that's it's fucking crazy and i just i don't understand you know why he needs to make this such a big fucking thing oh well uh, it's attention he wants attention and he's getting it he's getting coverage all over fucking everything you're gonna hear about this on every fucking wrestling podcast um i i mean it's just gonna fucking continue and and the the constant this is the same thing i've heard from many different you know um communities and and groups and ethnicities and and whoever wants to play the sensitive role is the big phrase they'll drop on you it's 2017 well i got fucking news for you i didn't sign any i agree to be a sensitive pussy fucking documents at the beginning of this year so i don't need to change a motherfucking thing that i think or or see or or listen to or laugh at or enjoy because it's 2017 because at the end of last year i didn't fucking wave off the ability to have a fucking sense of humor and a thick skin and apparently everybody else did because it's 2017 you can't say that anymore like who the fuck signed for that shit because i didn't get that package yeah i mean i didn't get that fucking the sign for this ups shit on my doorstep i wouldn't have signed it yeah, I mean, it's bullshit, man. Hate is hate. And if we address hate as hate, that's fine. Uh, 100% we should fucking, we should battle actual hate. People actually being held down. But if we're going to turn things into hate crimes that are fucking comedic, like back in the day, again, 2017, I don't give a fuck. Old school Eddie Murphy, delirious. The funniest fucking stand-up routine of all fucking time, in my opinion. This dude, the first thing he said was he, he got on stage is, I'm going to keep walking back and forth so none of y'all faggots can look at my ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. shit's funny, man. Yeah. If you're going to go, well, that's insensitive because I have gay friends and yeah. this is bullshit. Yeah. I won't stand for it. Take it off of my television. Like, <laughs> fuck. Then fuck. fuck. Nothing can be funny anymore because people are going to make jokes about um, gay people. They're going to make jokes about rape. They're going to make jokes about women being beaten. They're going to make jokes about abortion. They're going to make race jokes. None of these things by themselves are funny. Comedians, their jobs are to make light of horrible things so we can all laugh and move on with our fucking day. And I think that's that's basically what comedy is all about. Um, so, I mean, whether this guy is fucking Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy or not, and believe me, I, I don't think he's hilarious. I think a couple of those things that I read were funny. I haven't seen a single, like, five minutes of this dude. I've seen a couple pictures and went, what the fuck is that? 
I knew nothing about this dude until David Starr brought it up. So he's putting this fucking guy on the map right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I hate the fucking censorship and the pussification. George Carlin warned us about the pussification of society. And he was a motherfucking right because this is, this is what's going down. Everything's off limits. Everything's fucking crazy. There's a difference between Kramer, fucking Michael Richards standing on stage yelling nigger and Artie Lang making a racial joke. One yeah. thing's funny, and the other guy's losing his fucking mind and letting the racist out of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. 2017, me even repeating what just happened. Now I'm racist. That's that's the type of shit that turns. It's just like, he said the word. You heard it? That's fucking bullshit. He's racist. Like, that's... Not, everybody's too fucking sensitive, and, and there's too much off-limits. I mean, you know, we were talking about this off the air. You know, the... You know, like, there, there's rappers that'll say, you know, nigga, five, six times in a sentence just talking to their boys and shit. And it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with race, but, like, let a white dude repeat a rap lyric around him, and then it's like, yo, that's, that's so offensive. Fuck that. It's like, you're not offended, dude. You said a shit five fucking times within, like, 30 seconds without trying, you know? You're not offended. You're trying to be biased. And I think that in itself is racist. I'm I'm not saying, yo, I run around all day saying that shit because it's okay. Uh, it's not. And I understand it's not accepted. But there's a difference between you're really offended by something or you're trying to separate and be biased depending on someone's race on whether they say a word or not. You know what I mean? And that's that's, to me, I think, as racist, if not more racist than the actual word we're talking about. Do you think JML stands for Jewish Millennial Lesbians? <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I Maybe don't think so. Out. I don't know. Um, I mean, th- there's a possibility. I'm not really yeah. sure that, um, I'm not even sure that uh, he's part of JML anymore. Maybe he is. Um, I know. Well, he turned uh, straight after after he found the light. He was enlightened, dude. He's, he's he, you know, he found it. I know he's not friends with Strickland anymore, who um, is in JML. I know uh, Dave Christ actually called him out on that first post and said, uh, you know, like, I had no idea who this guy was until you you mentioned it. So you're, you're giving him a lot of press right now. And he's like, right. no, it's negative press. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he kind of played him out, too. So I don't know, another JML brother is not really siding you in on this one. Uh, I don't think Masada cares about him. Masada's not in JML. Um, he's anti-JML, if anything. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know um, what the deal is. I just think everything's gotten fucking crazy. And this is this is half of what just turns me off of wrestling overall. You know, this is the guy, too, that, like, you know, he he had on and off feuds and stuff going with Sammy. And he was supposed to wrestle Sammy or, or did wrestle Sammy on a card. And beforehand... He he was like leading into the match, and he posted a picture of Sammy and said, uh, "Sammy's totes the cutest. Look at him." It's like, dude, that, you're ruining wrestling for me. That's what you're doing. You're ruining fucking wrestling. I do not want to see your match anymore. You're a great athlete. Sammy's a great athlete. I don't give a fuck about your match now because you had to say he's totes the cutest on fucking Twitter because you think that's a good idea. I think that's offensive, personally. Yeah. I, I, pretend I like you're fighting. You know. I the fuck? Just, so yeah, I don't know. Just for I, twenty minutes, dude. Just fucking just stop the gay shit for twenty minutes. Yeah, that's all. And I mean, look at look at his fucking relationships. You know, over time too, he was best fucking friends with with JT Dunn. The motherfuckers broke up 
stop talking to each other altogether just just now and they were hugely over as juicy product huge hugely over and they had to like split we're like yeah we don't even want to be in the same building together and then now they're finally coming back around and working a couple juicy product matches he was legitimately best friends with fucking shane strickland they no longer talk at all not friends at all yeah like wild shit man it, it's wild so there's something about to do this rubbing people that are close to him wrong i look you know i don't know him like that i, I just i think he's a sensitive dickhead personally again great athlete he's going to continue to excel in the business but if he continues to be like difficult for people to even exist around i think he's going to have a hard time going far you know his athleticism his athleticism will bring him very far but if like he gets into like the WWE locker room and starts telling Vince what's offensive, he's the fuck out of there. He's fucking gone, dude. I don't understand because again, he's like the same age as me, so he grew up in the Attitude Era. You know what I mean? Like that was his like teenage years. How the fuck did he, like did he find everything offensive back then? Because I just I don't understand how you can grow up in that era and be such a softy. It's 2017, bro. <laughs> but you he can't. Wasn't born in you can't do that now. It's crazy. It's just fucking crazy. I just don't know what happened. I don't know what happened that made 2017 the no-fly zone. I mean, honestly, if anything, it's fucking worse because we have a fucking president that's going out right. yelling, like, you know, right. grab him by the pussy and, like, hey, I like my fucking, uh, I like my war veterans to not get captured. What do you think about that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, why don't you fire that, fire that son of a bitch fucking player if he kneels? You know, like, our president is getting fucking bleeped on the morning news, so... As far as 2017 being off limits to say, and I'm not backing this dude's fucking words at all, but to say that, like, we're more sensitive than ever and you can't offend this or that, I'm pretty sure that that shit's not being uh, honored across the board, <laughs> you know? Right. I, I'm sure as fuck not honoring it, man. I, I like offensive fucking comedy. That's the type of shit I'm into. So um, that that's just not going to be welcomed by me and... I just, you know, I just have less friends on Facebook at the end of the day. I don't give a fuck. No. I think, um, you know, if if this came about when um, the whole rally was happening in North Carolina with the KKK coming out and the Nazis and all that, and, you know, he had, he had Jewish pride and he put something up, like, that's totally cool. But holding it against a comedy wrestler that, like, clearly is way over the top. It's not even, like, supposed to be taken seriously. This This guy comes out with a Jewish hat. That's oversized by a thousand. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he can barely get in the fucking entrance with his hat on. It's way over the top. It's a fucking joke. He's carrying a fucking sofa on his head, dude. Like relax. It's a joke. Yeah. Now it's hate speech. Yeah. Like apparently so. It's, yeah, apparently. it's the same thing as blackface. That's yeah. what he said. That, that is the what he said. The same thing. That is what he the said. The same thing. So basically, <laughs> so then you give him a response, and he's like, "So basically, it's okay to make fun of Jewish people." I don't really think that's what we're, we're headed at here. I mean, I, I know that, that he he's using that as part of you know his satire is is based around a Jewish character, but again, like uh, uh, human at, tornado is, is a you know uh, is a pimp, and I mean that's that's racially offensive if we just act like all black people are pimps, but that's that's not. I don't think that's where he's going with that either. No. You look, know, look at MJF, look at Feinstein. You know, clearly a Jewish guy. I don't think you see this guy go out there and bitch about it. He gets the comedy. If anything, he probably finds it hilarious. And I'm not putting words in the guy's mouth, but the guy, he's he kind of feeds into that that stereotypical Jewish thing. You know, he's he comes out with you know lawyers all over around him and you know all that stuff. Now, you would tell, dude. He feeds into it and he gets wrestling. He's like, all right, this is gonna give me a reaction. And it's, it's funny. 
Like, not only that, because when you said Feinstein, my first thought was, yo, fucking pedophiles are fucking selling tapes right over there. And your fucking problem is with some dude doing a comedy gimmick. Fucking Sammy Callahan was a fucking beating women and shit. His, his last relationship, he was fucking he was abusing the woman. That's your boy. That's your brother. That's your JML brother. You know what I mean, that, that's your homie. You don't have a problem with that. You don't have a problem with that shit morally. You're all good with that. Um, now, I don't know any you know, legitimacy to it. I don't go to the fucking CZW Academy. If you read Ace Delic's, um posts on Twitter, he says the DJ is tremendously inappropriate with female students. Again, I can't legitimize that. Allegedly, this is, this is what is being said. If that's the case, that's your boy. That's your boy. You hang around him. You're all good with every fucking thing that goes on there. You'll back the dude up. You'll put the dude over. There's tons of fucked up shit going on. Necro Butcher was punching women in the face. You'll put that fucking dude over. All the dirty shit that's going on in wrestling and your moral high ground is on a fucking comedy wrestler. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But either way, that guy, he's going to get a reaction out of this. I mean, it's it's good for him. Good for the guy. He's probably, if anything, he's probably going to continue it and do it way more over the top. Because, mm-hmm. honestly, who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? But, yeah. But uh, what else we got? Did we miss anything else? I think we pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I think we pretty that. much covered everything. Yeah. Um, when, when is Cage of Death? Cage of Doubt. I, I, think it's, I think it's next Saturday. Yeah, I think so. I think it's next Saturday. Before yeah. we leave, let me let me look to see if there is any updates. Yeah, is there a card? Matches? I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's more matches announced for GCW. This actually every match is announced for GCW that's happening in two yeah. weeks. They just announced uh, Marcus Crane and Eric Ryan too, which is probably going to be fucking crazy because that Eric Ryan dude, man, he's he's out of his goddamn mind. And I got to tell you, like straight up. Live still sells to me. As much of a shit show as that Cage of Death card looks like, if they had a live stream on that motherfucker, I'd buy it. Right. I will see the show, and I will not fucking pay for it. Someone will fucking share it with me, and I'll watch it. I'll let somebody else pay for it, and I'll I'll watch it via somebody else. That's how I'll watch it. You will not get my fucking money. You cannot put out your fucking money. You can't get your shit together for a live stream. You guys are streaming every fucking show every fucking month for a long time and, and now all of a sudden it's 2017 bro and you can't get a fucking stream together so live as soon as it's done happening i give a fuck like 98 percent less than i did when it was going on live if it goes on live for some reason there's still a little bit of intrigue to me that if i can watch it while it's happening I, i'm a little bit more interested in that shit so the fact that k did that biggest show of the year and you, you got it done for onita you don't care to do it for this because if you really wanted to, you'd scrape together whatever fucking means and you'd get it fucking done. Supposedly that fucking building has better internet access than you ever had in the skate zone. So if you wanted it to get it done, you would, but you don't give a fuck about the company. You got guys like, again, David Starr writing these crazy posts about CGW's production is top notch and better than most indies. Then why is there a bed sheet hanging off the wall? Why is the fucking commentator running back and forth from the ring to the fucking, you know, ring announcing, then running over to the commentary, and it sounds like he's two seats behind the fucking guy who's the other commentator. So you got one guy that's like, yeah, it was a really good match, and the other thing about that is, and the other guy's like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck did he even say? I didn't even hear what the fuck he said. Yeah. But the production is top notch, according to this fucking guy. But again, you, you can't get it together. Progress means things are going better. 
So progress does not mean, you know, now we don't have eye pay-per-view. Now we don't have this. We don't have that. It's just, it's crazy. When a high spots has everything that you offer on CZW Studios and a ton more, and you can't at least dead that fucking deal to make sure that your shit's exclusive, that's not progress. That's like fucking, like a, that's like blunt head trauma. That's not, that's not progress. That's like, what the fuck happened to you? That, that you don't see where the, the minus to the situation is. It's just so stupid. Dude, the High Spots Network totally kills CZW Studios. Like, there's absolutely no point in buying CZW Studios. Now, they're putting on some Jersey All Pro, from, from what I understood. Um, okay. And they're putting some other, like, promotions on there. I think uh, VOW... You know, shit like that. But overall, they can't not compete with High Spots. High Spots has PWG, every IWA Mid-South, every CZW. And the thing is that CZW's network doesn't put them up first. They put they get put on at the same time. So there's literally no reason to have the CZW network. Wow. You get it at the same time. doesn't matter. They have like 300 shoot interviews, exclusive fucking documentaries, all their exclusive you know shows with the Kevin Steen show and the... You know, Chuck Taylor doing a thousand shows. So they got a ton of content. And for the same yeah. price. It's just, it, I don't know. It doesn't really and, you know, and DJ's been on your show, at, you know, probably fucking two, three appearances ago saying, like, yeah, we're working on getting the live stream on there, too. And, you know, so that way it'll be part of the package and this and that. Well, still haven't done it. It's well, been, what, fucking two years? Yeah. He was supposed to actually have a live iPad review for, for this Cage of Death. Yeah, of That's, course he was. Yeah. Never happened. They were trying to get it done for last cage of death, so... We actually have a... I think this is all the matches. There's a good six, seven matches announced, so I think... I'm pretty sure this is it. So, let's let's run through this real quick. We got uh, CZW invites... Or, I should say, CCW invites NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm. He's gonna probably do, like, an open challenge. Uh, Side note, the building does have handicap access. That is true. That is true. So, just in case it's needed. Yeah, this guy might need it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they could barely get Onita in the ring last time, so, you know. But, uh, we also have Greg Excellent against Ace Romero, which... That's Greg Excellent and Chrissy Rivera versus... Right, I I blocked that out. Okay. Uh, Two on one, I mean, I don't know why you would... (laughs) She's barely one. Uh, David Starr versus Ethan... Yeah, it's like like 1.5 against one. Okay. Uh, David Starr against Ethan Page... Okay. Care about that at all? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a good match. They're both good wrestlers. I just yeah, I mean, yeah, they're really good wrestlers. I just hope that Ethan doesn't offend him before the match. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Jimmy Jacobs. I'm actually kind of intrigued by this match because uh, they're Are basically you? the same person. Yeah, I actually kind of want to see this. Mirror match. Yeah, kind of want to see this. I don't. Um, Alex Colonna and Mr. Claxton. I don't give a single fuck about this match at all. They'll tear it up, though. The I think they'll tear it up. I hate the new gimmick. I, I don't even like Claxton originally. I love Alex Colon, but uh, Claxton, I just eh. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Alex Colon. <laughs> yeah, Fucking man. huge fan. Huge for life fan. Yeah, you know? dude. He's left a mark on me. I don't know something about him. Yeah, pun intended. Uh, yeah. Matt Tremont versus Jimmy Lloyd in a Thumbtack Massacre. I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Jimmy Lloyd ever. Yeah, I mean, I like Jimmy, but I just love fucking Jimmy Lloyd. I think yeah, Pinky I yeah. lost a bet to Jimmy Lloyd or <laughs> got paid by Jimmy Lloyd 
or Jimmy Lloyd has some deep dark secrets on fucking Pinky Sanchez because if you listen to the interview I just did with him, he puts him over. He will surpass Nick Gage and Matt Tremont. Oh, yeah, that, was delu- that was a delusional statement right Pinky there. Pinky Sanchez, I don't know, crazy. Well, I agree with him though. He hasn't he hasn't peaked though. He is right though, man. He hasn't peaked. The guy, the kid's like not even twenty yet. You know, like I'll give him time, but it doesn't look like he's getting in any better shape. And uh, he's not going to do this his whole career. There's no way he can continue to do this for like fifteen years. There's yeah, no way. No, no, no. He's already limping around, dude. He's like barely twenty, if that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know. But um, Joey Janela and MJF. I actually kind of want to see this. Mm, all right. So basically, two matches that I want to see. Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Jimmy Jacobs, uh, MJF and Joey Janela. And then you got the Cage of Death, which is Joe Gacy, Shane Strickland, and Ricky Shane Page. I'm sure they'll they'll kill it. I just I just don't care for it. Yeah, I think this match will be really good. Yeah. Just Especially with Joe Gacy being very fresh on information of past Cage of Deaths that have happened. He'll be right up to speed on what he needs to live up to. Yeah, you know he's definitely binge-watching all the Cage of Deaths. Yeah, he's definitely binge Wikipediaing it. I can tell you that fucking much. Now, do you think he has the CZW Studios, or do you think he's he's watching it on High Spots Network? Probably High Spots. Probably High Spots. Right? <laughs> Probably better, high better, spot. better deal. Better deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's that's Cage of Death, and apparently they got a six six way fucking open challenge, which is uh, called the Ultimate Opportunity Coin. I don't know what the fuck that means. They're all going to be dojo guys. So that's what luck. Ricky Shane Page won last year. Yeah. Seriously, right. that's it? where he, yeah, that's because he cashed in the coin when he won the world title after Gacy won the world title. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who this is. I don't know. Coin. So yeah. this is the kickoff match. So, so who's in that? Do you know? Who's no, in they that? haven't announced anybody. Six people. Oh, so, oh okay. You'll see if you show up. So good luck. But uh, yeah, man, I'll, I'll definitely Cage. watch it. I won't be there, but I'll definitely watch it. Cage of Doubt. Age of doubt it is, but uh, do you want to see? Let's let's run to the game changer real quick too. I think yeah, so let's do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What's what's the date on that? The the, the next it's week, sixteenth of December. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe two weeks after. Yeah, I think it's two weeks after. There's what Cage of Death is. What, what's the date on that then? No, I. Uh, let me see. I, I think Cage of Death is not this Saturday. It's the next well, it's one. Well, it's usually second Saturday, but I, I always I thought it was next Saturday coming up. It's the ninth because I remember them announcing um, that they will let you know who um, Jimmy Jacobs will wrestle on the on the eighth, and obviously that was wrong because that's a fucking Friday. Right. But that's just CCW being stupid on fucking social media again. The date is the ninth. Uh, so the ninth is CZW. So this this coming weekend will be the second, and then the following weekend will be the ninth where Cage of Death is, and the weekend after that is the sixteenth where Game Changer is. Yeah, yeah. All right, Game Changer Wrestling presents Ready to Die, and it's Bruce actually Tim the Storm Wrestling. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be there. Uh, this... I'm out. <laughs> I know, right? It kills it. Yeah. Captain Dave won't be there. I can tell you that. Um, no, nope. Second anniversary show, so second year. And this is actually uh, this is going to be tough for Cage of Death because if they're celebrating, you know, their anniversary show right after Cage of Death every year, that's that's probably going to be rough for them too. I mean, just put the cards against each other. Fuck anything else. Yeah, I don't give uh, a fuck what they call it. I mean, if they put on this type of card up against Cage of Death every year, yeah. Cage of Death has issues. Yeah, 
So they got uh, G Reaver versus Alex Colon, which yeah. uh, immediately, yeah, immediately better than Alex Colon against Claxton. Better booking right off. Yeah. Um, they also have Matt Riddle versus Homicide, which like fucking, fucking awesome. Exactly. Like, what the, just, I don't know, man. Why can't they put shit like this on? I, I, I'll never understand. They got uh, Eric Ryan and Marcus Crane, which might actually steal the fucking show when it comes to death matches because those guys are fucking nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, Eli Everfly and Tony Deppin. They'll, nah. be doing a, they'll be doing a match over there. Uh, obviously, we got... Fucking, That's for the extreme title, I think. for the extreme title. We got Kyle the Beast and B-Boy, who's returning, which is nice. cool. Haven't seen him for a while. Yep. The last year was probably Acid Cup, I want to say. Maybe. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, you got the main event. Which is Matt Tremont versus Nick Gage final round, last yes. time ever they say. So yeah, we'll see. I want to see if there's anything else on their Facebook that I that I missed. I feel like I'm missing. Schlack a isn't Schlack is wrestling somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Schlack is uh, wrestling Jimmy Lloyd. Oh yeah, fuck that. No, he's not. He's not wrestling anyone. Yeah, he's, he's wrestling Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> uh, but he's wrestling somebody. I found out. No, he's he's not wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, this uh, off the bat, man, this is gonna be a much better show. I can guarantee you that. Just, yeah. just, just Nick Gage and Traymon fucking kill anything on that show. So oh yeah, absolutely. It's, just, it's, it's ridiculous to even even try to argue that. And I know there are some some diehard like new CZW fans that love this new wave of CZW, and they'll you know like that Alex kid. He'll like fucking try to like uh, just just find reasons to say CZW's doing better and it's more violent. It's like he's yeah, it's, it's not a smart kid. Yeah, clearly not. But yeah, GCW, check it out. Ready to die. CZW, check it out. Cage of Doubt. Happening on the 9th. I stand corrected. Um, yeah, we'll definitely review it. But check out JCAT, blowtalkradio.com slash Yakuza. He had Ian Rotten and Pinky Sanchez last week. Two shows. So this is his actually third show this week. Uh, subscribe to him on iTunes. Check out THD Podcast. We had uh, Homicide on. And uh, next week, we're going to stop having guests on for a couple months because I got fucking tired of it. I'm just gonna. It just it drags on the shows. Ends up being like three hour shows. So we're gonna lay off that for a little bit. But definitely check out THT podcast, iTunes, and Stitcher. And yeah. uh, we'll probably be coming back next week if we have uh, enough topics. If not, we'll definitely be back for Cage of Death and Ready to Die. Absolutely. Peace.